on the field and inside the clubhouse. This is Brewers Extra Innings, live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at Radio City. Here's Greg Matzik. Well, if you're going to stay up this long, you might as well stay up and enjoy a Brewers win, right? Maybe you're celebrating a little bit now. Hey, hang out for a little while. The British Open's going to be starting before too long. Hey, welcome in. It is Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. I'm Greg Matzik. We'll go to 2 o'clock in the morning here and take your thoughts and calls. If you're still awake, we'd love to hear from you at 855-616-1620. It is the Accident Mortgage Talk and Text Line. What pretty entertaining game here as the Brewers begin their final little push before the all-Star break, four games in San Francisco against the Giants. Never an easy place to play. Always challenging when you go out west. But great to have a Cy Young Award winner on the mound getting you off to the right star. Corbin Burns was brilliant tonight. We'll detail his performance throughout the program. Vinny Rotino is going to join us as well. If you'd like to hit me up on Twitter, it's at G Matzik. It was a pair of All-Stars on the mound tonight. And on paper, you're looking at it saying, man, runs are going to be at a premium. And really they were, but it was so interesting to me this, the way this game was playing out. It felt like the, the Giants were sort of hanging in and, and got a little bit of dumb luck and kind of a, a weird hiccup of a sequence you know, in the early going of the game that played at a couple of runs. I think the Giants scored two runs on the benefit of just one hit. There was a pass ball, a wild pitch, a couple of walks, and really that was the only bit of trouble that Corbin Burns found himself in until the final inning he pitched, which was the eighth. But then his pitch count was elevated. The Brewers turned to the bullpen to close things out. The Giants did nothing against Corbin Burns. Meanwhile, Carlos Verdon, the newly named All-Star, replacing Josh Hader on the National League squad, I thought he struggled. And the Brewers hit him all over the place. They were just unable to cash in on their opportunities. Milwaukee stranded 11 runners through five innings, which is insane, and 14 for the game. Now they're pounding out single after single after single. 13 hits for the Brewers tonight, 11 were singles. That's amazing. That is an unbelievable total. But ultimately, they get the job done. And uh, a lot of guys stranded on base, as I mentioned. A couple of key hits, including Jonathan Davis in the 10th to play Christian Yelich. Yes, there was a Christian Yelich sighting tonight. He didn't start. He didn't play in the field. He was called upon to pinch run. That's a lever Craig Council pulled. I think it was the right move, of course, to get him in the game, replacing Victor Caratini. But you get what you need to do. Uh, a brilliant performance by Corbin Burns, just enough hitting, and the Brewers come away with a win in Game 1 of this four-game series. 855-616-1620 is the Accident Mortgage Talk and Text Line. A hat tip to Kobe Milder and to Devin Williams and Trevor Gott, for that matter, who picked up the win in tonight's game. I, I wasn't really sure how deep Craig Council will be able to go into his bullpen, considering that against the Minnesota Twins in a game that was played relatively early in the day yesterday, all the high-leverage guys were used. It did not appear Josh Hader was available tonight, as he had a coat on to the bullpen all night long and kind of a chilly evening in the Bay Area. I, I wasn't sure about Williams. I guess I felt more confident that he could possibly enter the game more so than I did about Hader. But it was Williams to close things out, earning his 25th straight appearance without allowing a run. Trevor Gott was brilliant in his two-thirds innings pitch, recording a couple of strikeouts, replacing Hobie Milner, who got himself into a bit of a jam, but ultimately worked himself out of a jam. We've seen that from Hobie Milner from time to time, and his most recent performance as well, when he loaded the bases and got out of it. 
but that's what you need, right? You have to stand tall in those moments, and the Brewers pitching was able to do it on a night the bats were engaged, but the big hit was elusive. Bases loaded, strikeout. Bases loaded, flyout. Bases loaded, right? I mean, that was on repeat, it felt like, for the Brewers tonight. There were constantly two or maybe even three guys on base with a runner at uh, in scoring position at third or at second uh, with a you know a good stick at the plate. Usually it was Willie Adamas, and, and he was ultimately able to come through, played in the Brewers' second run of the game, but he stranded seven on the base pass. There were ducks on the pond when Willie Adamas was in the batter's box. So ultimately it was just enough for the Brewers tonight as they pick up a 3-2 win over the San Francisco Giants. 855-616-1620 is our number if you'd like to join us. We'll hear from manager Craig Council coming up in the program. We'd love to hear from you as well. Vinny Rotino is going to join us from San Francisco, and we'll walk you back through the game with the highlights. Plenty more Brewers extra innings after this on WTMJ. The pitch. High fly ball to right center field. Coming over from right field is Gonzalez to make the catch. Telez is going to tag from third. He's in there safely. Tagging from second and headed to third is Severino. Behind him is Davis into second. The Brewers have played it a run on a sack fly off the bat of Andrew McCutcheon. And it's a 2-1 Giants lead. Yeah, productive out from Andrew McCutcheon. They came in the fourth inning. You know, at that point, the Brewers had so much traffic on the bases, you figured it was just a a matter of time before they would break through against Carlos Rodon. One of the better pitchers in the National League, I I felt like he struggled tonight, or the Brewers at least were patient enough against him to get runners on base. In fact, the first three innings, the Brewers had the leadoff man aboard with the inability to get that runner home. But McCutcheon's sack fly came in the fourth inning. Another inning where the Brewers loaded the bases, but unlike their loading of the bases in the second inning, they were able to get a run on the board with Andrew McCutcheon plating at Rowdy Telez with that sack fly, but Willie Adamas ended up flying out to end that inning. You know, you go back to the second inning, you knew a game like tonight was going to be a low-scoring affair, so it missed opportunities. You didn't want that to be the headline, even though that is a reality. It was a series of missed opportunities for the Brewers tonight, albeit in a winning fashion. But in the second inning, the Brewers had three straight singles to begin that frame. And you're thinking, oh boy, here you go. You're going to work the pitch count, get it up against Carlos Rodon. You're going to get one of the better pitchers in the National League out early in this game, which the Brewers ultimately did. And you're also going to go into the Giants' bullpen. Now, keep in mind, the Giants had a bullpen day yesterday, a game they were able to win. But it was all relievers from the get-go for Gabe Kapler uh, yesterday. So his bullpen was a bit taxed. You're thinking, okay, Carlos Rodon is certainly capable of going six, seven-plus innings. He wasn't able to do that tonight. But what ultimately happened is that the missed opportunities in that second inning made you feel like they sort of got a, got away with one. Jonathan Davis struck out looking. Adam McCutcheon struck out. Willie Adamas struck out. And after loading the bases on three straight singles, the Brewers came away empty. They did not come up empty in the fourth inning, but still you felt like more damage could have been done by the Brewers' offense in that scenario, once again loading the bases. One run better than none, but again, you're sort of kicking yourself as the Brewers, I felt dominated this game. They're in much better position to pounce and plate runs 
against Giants pitching than the Giants were against Corbin Burns. I, the run scored against Corbin Burns, I don't want to say they're fluky, but it was unusual. It was a very unusual circumstance. He get a pair of walks in the inning from Corbin Burns. That, in and of itself, is a bit rare. Then he makes in a wild pitch. Then he makes in a passed ball that scores a run. And, of course, Jock Peterson, the Brewers' killer, delivers a single. But that was the only hit that played at a run in that inning. So it was 2 nothing Giants after the third inning, but they only had one hit. Meanwhile, the Brewers were pounding out hit after hit after hit, but stranding runner after runner after runner on the base pass. So, you know, ultimately you're looking at, you know, kind of a strange way at arriving at a 2-2 tie after nine innings. But that's baseball, right? The Brewers with hit after hit after hit. The Giants really couldn't come up with much, but they took advantage of a, a little sloppiness uh, in the third inning. And that was it. And that was it for the Giants. They were not able to get much else done. Uh, some clutch pitching by the Brewers down the stretch when it looked like uh, the Giants could threaten. Eight five five six one six one six twenty is the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line if you'd like to join us. You know, it's it's great to have a guy like Corbin Burns available and ready to rock on this second leg of the road trip. You have the two games in Minneapolis against the Twins. Pretty entertaining games, I would say, by and large. Had the, the rain fest, form hours and 45-minute marathon, followed by the early afternoon affair uh, in which the Brewers lost in walk-off fashion. And then he hopped right on a plane to go out to San Francisco for the final four games before the All-Star break. You know, kind of winded from all that, right? You're a little bit gassed. There's 38,000 people in the stands in Minneapolis. Uh, you're, you're in it. Those are emotional games. Uh, good crowd tonight in San Francisco as well. Uh, but the Brewers were able to come away with a win largely due to the quality of pitching they had tonight. The offense it was dancing all around it. Uh, three runs, not incredible production, given how many hits the Brewers had. 13 hits, keep in mind. 11 singles. It was a singles fest for the Brewers tonight, but ultimately just enough to get a victory over the San Francisco Giants. If you'd like to join us on the program, we would love to have you here. We'll go till 2 o'clock on Brewers Extra Innings. Vinny Rotino is uh, on the team bus. He is on his way back to the team hotel. He was in the TV broadcast booth tonight alongside Brian Anderson. Did a great job uh, in his TV debut. We'll ask Vinny how it all went coming up in a few moments. We'll also take you back through the highlights and hear from Brewers manager Craig Council. Brewers Extra Inning rolls on after this on WTMJ. Entertaining game at Oracle Park in San Francisco. The Brewers pick up a 3-2 win over the Giants. Jonathan Davis hit a dribbler to third base. Didn't even go 90 feet. Christian Yelich streaked home from third. He was in as a runner to start the 10th inning. Yelich streaked home for the game-winning run. Devin Williams closes out the Giants in their half of the 10th inning. So a lot of one-run games for the Brewers. Not a lot of extra inning game for the Brewers, but uh, it seems like the one-run win is uh, somewhat commonplace here for the Brewers. It's, it's a telltale stat. Uh, it really it is, and I think it does speak to your level of clutch and what you have in the back end of your bullpen, and especially tonight, and maybe tonight is more a reflection of the depth of the Brewers' bullpen and how they used Hobie Milner and Trevor Gott leading into Devin Williams. Uh, Brad Boxberger not available. Uh, it was pretty clear that Josh Hader was not available tonight. 
and the Brewers were still able to get it done, get out of some hairy situations, and earn a win. 855-616-1620 if you'd like to join us. Vinny Rotina will join us coming up in a little bit. We'll get through the highlights as well. Uh, let's hear from Brewers manager Craig Council, who uh, just finished up meeting with the media at Oracle Park in San Francisco, recapping tonight's 3-2 win over the Giants. Yeah, no, he did. I mean, the his, his second at bat where he... Um, you know, just he definitely took a piece out of Rodon that that at bat for sure. Um, you know, it kind of led to our first run, and uh, it, it led to you know a, a shorter start from him. Um, you know, which in turn, you know, we got in their bullpen again, and um, I, you know that's kind of at bat honestly that has maybe an effect for the whole series because it uh, you know it turned out to be a long bullpen game. Um, so. Great at bat, and then he gets, you know, he got rewarded and just put a put a ball in play um, to get the get the winning running. Do you think a long at bat like that, you know, like to see 13 pitches? I mean, he had hits in each of the three at bats after that. Do you think as a hitter that can help you? Yeah, I mean, I think he was. He probably, he's probably going to tell you he was upset about his his first at bat, um, and I, I, you know, but I think. Um, you know, any time you have an at bat like that, you're 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 doing something right. You're feeling good. You're making good swing decisions, um, and uh, so it, it, I think it it gives you confidence um, that that you got something a good feel in the box. It felt like a playoff game. Yeah, no, it it was. You know, games here are. You know, I feel like night games here are. They're runner and scoring position games. You know, you got to you got to do something when you get men on base, um, and it's hard because the homer is 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 harder here at night. And um, you know, it was good pitching tonight. It was some you know the bullpens for both teams did a pretty good job. Um, that was a good good baseball game. Craig, do you feel like Devin just kind of further solidified his All Star hopefully status? Yeah, I mean, I mean, what he's doing is is incredible um it's it's dominating really um i mean he he's he's an elite reliever in the game not the league in the game he's an elite reliever yeah you know that this is that's where the giants are good is that they 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 make matchups tough on you um you know and, and corbin just loop hit to start off the inning and then some longer at bats and you know i think if, if, you, if you've been able to get uh weighed out there's a thought of having him face the next guy but with with on it he wouldn't have been able to finish the inning you know at that point so we, we went to hobie and he did a heck of a job aside from that two walk inning it was just more kind of vintage corbin tonight wasn't it yeah i mean i, I thought he was excellent um he he he, he was great he was, he was he was great tonight and, and great way to finish the first half for him. Yeah, I mean, like, I think the Giants had like three hard hit balls against yeah. him. I mean, did he just was there any? I know the bullpen wasn't even stirring until. No, I mean he look we he, he had some extra rest. Um, you know he's he's got some rest kind of coming so it was the it was the day to extend him. Um, and he felt good. You, you could there was a. You could tell that he'd had some time off, uh, a little bit longer between starts, and and I thought we you could sense it in, in just kind of the way he was, uh, just kind of going tonight. That's Manny 
manager Craig Council from one two times. That's uh, Brewers manager Craig Council uh, meeting with the media following tonight's game, a 3-2 win for the Brewers. You know, heard Council at the beginning of that talk about Jonathan Davis's 13-pitch plate appearance. What amazing, uh, an amazing situation he was in in the fourth inning. You know, this is after a, an out started the inning. Rowdy Tellez hit a single. Pedro Severino reached base with a walk. And Jonathan Davis earns a walk, right? That's what shows up in the box score. What does not show up in the box score, at least what you'll more than likely read, is that he lasted 13 pitches. It was a 13-pitch plate appearance that resulted in a walk that ultimately loaded the bases and led to Andrew McCutcheon's sacrifice fly that scored Rowdy Telez from third base. Severino went to third. Davis went to second on the throwing air. And there you go, right? You are on the board with a run. A 13-pitch at bat. Now, keep this in mind. I, it, it, Jonathan Davis is just getting his feet wet in the major leagues. Uh, he was at the minor league level for the bulk of the first half of the season. You know, the Brewers are in kind of a weird spot with their outfield. Christian Yelich is, I guess you'd now say, day-to-day with a back issue. Hunter Renfro was on the injured list. Lorenzo Kane is no longer with the team. Tyron Taylor is on the injured list in concussion protocol. So they really had to uh, kind of scrap and piece things together here in the outfield. Andrew McCutcheon, uh, he missed a little bit of time, but he, he's been a bit of a mainstay, I think, in the outfield, and, and so had been Yelich prior to his little flare-up with the back. Now you got Renfro back, and that's good news. You've seen a little Keston Hira in the outfield. You've seen a little Jace Peterson in the outfield. But Davis has given you absolutely everything you'd want on defense, and I'm telling you what, man, some gutty plate appearances. Tonight, you know, you put a ball in play, hit it 90 feet. Hey, that's better than striking out. Just make contact. That's all he had to do. Put it in the right spot, and it plays the winning run. And then a 13-pitch plate appearance, which leads to a walk, allows Andrew McCutcheon an opportunity with the bat in his hand and one out and the bases loaded to play the Brewers' first run of the game. So it all works together here, but production, top to bottom in the lineup, is you know what you're looking for for an offense that's really humming. You never know where you're going to get it, though, from time to time. And Davis, as a number 9 hitter, it has been solid. He performed tonight, hit the ball pretty well. I think he would probably be a little disappointed with a couple of his at-bats prior to that 13-pitch plate appearance in the fourth. But he delivered. He delivered in some big moments in tonight's game, ultimately resulting in a Brewers win, 3-2 the final. 855-616-1620, the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. You also heard Craig Council talk about the performance by Devin Williams. So he was available today, even though he pitched yesterday in that walk-off loss to the Minnesota Twins. You know, I, and Devin Williams, I, I don't know what else you can say about what he's doing here to pretty much anybody he is seeing. Opponents are hitting just barely over 100 against him. I, I had to look this up. The last time Devin Williams allowed a run was May 10th. May 10th. And he kind of got off to a shaky start, remember? Yeah, spring training was a, a little bit compromised because of the lockout, more so than COVID. So a guy like Devin Williams, Brandon Woodruff mentioned this, not really into their real routine, and, and, and they didn't really feel like they were where they wanted to be after a typical spring training in the month of April. And uh, Williams' last hiccup was May 10th, for goodness sakes. I mean, it is ridiculous what he's been doing. Completely dominant, not allowing runs, hardly allowing hits, and he's now at, uh, I shorted him one, 26 straight outings without allowing a run. That's covering 24 and two-thirds innings. So uh, just unbelievable 
how consistently dominant Devin Williams has been, along with Josh Hader. I know there's been a couple hiccups with Hader. Uh, Perhaps yesterday against the Twins was a a bit of overuse. I'm sure he's looking forward to the All-Star break. But pretty amazing performance by the Brewers' bullpen. The back end has been incredibly strong. Yes, Brad Boxberger belongs in that mix. Hobie Milner and Trevor got maybe not as consistent, though Milner is certainly working himself into that role. Uh, But the Brewers have some pretty solid depth to their bullpen to go along with very strong starting pitching. 855-616-1620 if you'd like to join us. About a half hour left on the program. We will go through the highlights coming up next, and that will allow us a little more time with Vinny Rotino on the program. We'll continue with Brewers Extra Innings after this on WTMJ. Here comes Trevor Gott again. Struck him out swinging. Went back to old number one, 97-mile-an-hour fastball, and Yastrzemski could not lay off. Gott comes in, strikes out VR, and strikes out Yastrzemski. Yeah, no screwing around from Trevor Gott. Two-thirds of an inning pitch tonight. He earns the win. The Brewers pick up the victory 3-2, the final in 10 innings. Very entertaining game at Oracle Park in San Francisco. I'm Greg Matzik. This is Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. Joining us from the Bay Area now, he called the game tonight alongside Brian Anderson on TV broadcast for Valley Sports Wisconsin. We say hello to Vinny Rotino, a fine California evening to you, Vinny. Welcome to the program. Yeah, thanks, Greg. Yeah, it's uh, only 11.30 at night, but it certainly still feels like 1.30 a.m. for me right now. How's it going out there? Uh, all good. I'll, I think the British yeah. Open is starting pretty soon, so I might, I might as well just stay up and watch that, too. <laughs> right? Just It all flows together here, right? Might as well, yeah. Maybe catch some uh, Nippon League Japanese baseball as well while you're at it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there we go. I remember the days of the Korean League during uh, the, the early days of COVID. Hey, entertaining yes. game tonight. And, and this is it, it's such a great way to start this second leg of the road trip after a disappointing loss to the Twins. You used your high-leverage bullpen arms uh, in large part. You're able to bring Devin Williams back tonight, which was great. Um, there's so many different tentacles to the, the game and the way it played out, Vinny. But Hobie Milner and Trevor Gott are now establishing themselves as high-leverage relievers here for Craig Council. Maybe Milner a little bit more than Gott, but they stepped into, a, into the fire, man, and it, were able to get out of it at a tough place to play against a team that doesn't give you an inch with their at-bats. Yeah, they don't. They really have quality at-bats. They extend at-bats. They don't chase much. But like you said, I mean, uh, it was a big spot in the game when Milner had the bases loaded against Darren Ruff, a guy that absolutely destroys left-handed pitching. He got to a 3-2 count with the bases loaded. He ended up just throwing a a sinker, and he was able to just command it, execute it for a strike, and and he got Ruff to fly out. Sometimes you just got to let him hit it, you know, in those situations. That's what Milner did. But he made pitches all night, and so did Gott. Um, but, yes, they both have been tremendous, um, both those guys. And, and even other guys, names that we, we just don't think of as leverage guys have been tremendous with just being able to step in big spots uh, because they played so many close games, right? They've played so many games that were decided by one one. Two or one or two runs that they've needed these guys to step up. You can't you can't throw Boxberger and Williams through three nights in a row at this point, and he was brilliant again. Uh, and so um, you just need contributions from guys like Milner. I got like you said, Greg. Well, they got it tonight, no doubt about that. Very 
Uh, very impressive work done. It, you know, I thought a storyline for this game, Vinny, was going to be missed opportunities for the Brewers, and, and those existed. Thankfully, it's, you know, we're talking about a win here, but 14 men left on base. The bases were loaded. They had a lot of traffic. They chased Radon, the all-star for the Giants, earlier than you would anticipate. The night after, the Giants had a bullpen game. I, I think this is the game you, you could not let it slip away, and it was so close because of a little hiccup with wild pitches and walks in one inning and the Brewers' inability to cash in. I, I'm glad that's not the end storyline here, but you, you could see how things were developing. The Brewers and Giants got to their two runs very differently tonight. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I mean, Willie Adamas left six runners on base, right? I mean, he had the bases loaded where... He was not able to do anything, and then he had first and second in his first at-bat, and then that third at-bat, he did come up with that big hit. You just cannot keep Willie Adamas down and, and not, especially in those situations. He's usually so clutch in those situations, so that was a big hit. But, yes, he they just couldn't get that next big hit that Craig Council talks about. But they got enough, right? They got they've got they got that one, and then that little number by Jonathan Davis just to put the ball in play to get – Pushed enough runs across the board. They got three tonight. The magic number is typically four in order for them to get a win. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it, the Giants pushed across a couple of runs in that game just because of uh, uh, Yastrzemski was able to steal a base, put a little pressure on the team, and then the wild pitch scored the run, and then Jock Peterson got that base hit. But that's all they got. And, um yeah, you know, 13 hits by the Brewers. You would like to see them pushing a few more runs across, but they just got enough tonight to, to get the win. You'd like it to be a little bit more comfortable going forward. Yeah, big sack of singles for the Brewers tonight. Uh, yeah. Very little in terms of extra base hits. You know, Vinny, as, as a former catcher, walk me through what's going through a catcher's mind. When a guy like Jonathan Davis steps to the plate and – it's pitch number eight, and then it's pitch number nine, and then he continues to foul off pitch after pitch, and all of a sudden it's, it's pitch number 13, and he draws a walk. The communication that happens between pitcher and catcher there, what's that like? Because obviously the guy's he, he's, he's doing just enough to stay alive, and you can't seem to get him out. How do you try and figure out where to go with your out pitch? Yeah, great question, Greg. Honestly, in that at bat, what you would notice from the batter is that this guy is not chasing below the zone. That's a problem. And then he's fouling off your best fastball, best fastball at the top of the zone, and he does it in multiple times in a row. Those at bats are demoralizing. I'm telling you right now, the ones where the guy's in swing mode, that's fouling off pitches that are way out of the zone, and you can tell like three, four swings after a three-two count that he is going to swing, or even a two-two count, he's going to swing at something way out of the zone. You felt that from Jonathan Davis that he was not in swing mode, that he was not going to do that. So that is honestly demoralizing. You, you almost have to hope that he puts a ball in play that you groove right down the middle, and he just wasn't doing that. Foul ball after foul ball on those 97-mile-hour fastballs finally took a slider down below the zone for ball four, and it's like that right there took the wind out of Rodon's sails. It really did. You could sense it. It was a, it was a big key moment in the game. There's really nothing to answer your question. There's really nothing you can do in those moments because – the guy is that locked in. I know it only resulted in a walk, but you could tell he was totally locked into that at bat. 
Well, and there is a bit of a trickle-down effect. When you talk about Rodon's start, you know, elevated pitch count early on, which means they got to go to the bullpen. And yesterday was a bullpen day for the Giants. When you're talking about a four-game series now against the Brewers, mm-hmm. one game in the books, three to go, the bullpen's been taxed, used heavily the game before the Brewers series, and then uh, used pretty heavily tonight with limited options available. Like, like I, I just wonder what the long-lasting effect of not only that a bat by Jonathan Davis, but just a, a shorter outing than you might expect out of an all-star pitcher. I'm wondering what that effect that could have on the rest of the series. It's going to be a huge effect, and like you said, yeah, I mean, you could. The Brewers have an opportunity, a real opportunity, right here, because they beat Rodon to win three games. I mean, that's a real positive, maybe even sweep, right? Obviously, one game at a time, but. You did set the tone by winning tonight's game in a very tough battle. Like you said, you only have five innings from Rodon in a bullpen. Basically, the bullpen has been taxed now. They threw six bullpen arms yesterday. They went back to two of the ones that threw yesterday. So Brebbia and Garcia, I'm sorry, three. Brebbia, Garcia, and Doval are all going to be down. So only you're only going to have Leon. And then four other arms. They're probably going to have to call someone up if they want. They're going to have a roster crunch because they're already full on the 40-man. So, absolutely, it's going to be a, uh, a big – tonight was a big tone setter for the series, and it's going to be – it's going to have lasting effects for these next three games on those arms, even even with the All-Star break coming up. Brewers improved to 50 and 40 with the win. They are 17 and 12 in one-run games. More one-run games than any team in the NL Central Division, among the most in all of baseball. As a matter of fact, 29 one-run games played by the Brewers this year. They're getting it done, though, and a nice win tonight over the San Francisco Giants. Vinny will hang out for one more segment. We've got the highlights coming up in our final segment of the program. Brewers Extra Innings continues after this on WTMJ. Greg Matzik and Vinny Rotino with you. It's Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. we got the highlights coming up in our next segment. Brewers with a win. It was an entertaining game at Oracle Field, Oracle Park, I should say, in San Francisco. 3-2 the final in 10 innings. Corbin Burns doesn't fare in the decision, but he was dominant once again, striking out 10 for the 19th time in his career, establishing a new Brewers record in the process. Just brilliance. Uh, left and right from Burns. Numbers very similar to his Cy Young season from a year ago. A couple of hits tonight from Rowdy Telez. It was kind of an interesting night for Telez, Vinny. Uh, you know, you were there and, and perched up above the field in the broadcast booth, and Rowdy Telez hit a foul ball tonight, uh, somewhere between, I don't know, first base uh, and the right field corner. I, he hit a foul ball that ended up not only fair, but as a base hit. And, and then he hits a missile to left center field that's caught at the wall negating a run scoring attempt baseball's a strange game man a ball that probably should have been in the stands ends up in the field and he's on first base yeah i mean and then the other one that should have been in the stands ends up in the center fielder's glove right so i mean right it definitely is 104 miles an hour off the bat that one was for for rowdy but that's kind of been his story i mean he's been hitting rockets and he's a bunch of them get caught at the wall uh, he hits a lot of hard ground balls to the right side. He's going to really benefit if they eliminate the shift offensively. So, um, yeah, but then that, that pop-up that just fell, that was just a weird play. That's probably a play that doesn't happen anywhere but San Francisco just because of the wind. 
Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it is nice as a hitter to get those hits every once in a while that just fall in, and Rowdy was able to get one there. Um, but uh, he's been an important piece to this offense, and he's got 55 RBIs on the season. Um, looking for big things from him for the second half. Let's go to the phones. Can't believe I'm saying that at 1.46 in the morning, but Damian is on the line wanting to talk some Brewers baseball. Damian, welcome to Brewers Extra Innings. Yeah, man, when you work 4 to four to midnight, you're, you're kind of up at this kind of hour. Um, <laughs> I, I got you, man. What you got? Uh, 13, yeah, 13 hits and four, three runs, dude. Um, I wanted just curious to see what your guys' thoughts were on how worried are, should we be about the offense as we get towards the postseason. Because the pitching staff, I think, is set up from the front end with Peralta when he comes back, Woodruff, Burns. I think the top three are great. The back end is good with Boxberger, uh, Williams, and Hayter. That offense scares me. Like, like I don't. It's concerning when you get 13 hits and only score three runs. And you know, so that's my that's my biggest thing is how, what do you guys think that you know where we are as far as offense? Because it's been yeah, all year. The, uh, pre- yeah, I appreciate the phone call, Damien. I, I, there's a couple different components I think to answering that question, Vinny. I'll, I'll ask you first. How is that digested in the clubhouse tonight? Yeah. So. <sighs> You know, the 13 hits and then just not being able to get that next hit, that's kind of the the big thing, right? But at the same time, you're facing a guy that's going to battle for the Cy Young. So Rodon, all of a sudden, when guys got in scoring position, all of a sudden decided he's going to start throwing 98-mile-an-hour fastballs and disappearing sliders. So, I mean, there there is a component to that where it's like, okay, this is the guy you're facing. But on the other side of the coin, this is a situation that's come up a lot, right, with this team. Greg, you said it before the break, 29 one-run games. The reason is they're just not getting that next hit, and the pitching is just keeping them in these ball games. So, personally, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Yes, there is some concern on my end for the fact that they're not able to get that next hit, not able to extend leads and stuff like that. But then at the same time, you're like, okay, they've had a ton of injuries. When Rowdy Telez, Willie Adamas, and – and Hunter Renfro are all in the lineup at the same time. They have scored runs, right? I mean, their run difference when all three of those guys are in the lineup is about a half a run. Uh, It's like 4.8 runs per game versus 4.1, something like that, when not all three of them are in the game. They've only played like 30 games all year together when they're all in the lineup. So they just – so they can stay healthy. Um, and then they can continue to have quality at-bats when they're all in the lineup. I think they're going to be fine enough offense. They're going to produce enough offense in order to, you know, not be so worried about that. But I'm with with you. I'm with the caller. I'm with everybody on this. I think everybody's on the same page with this. Like, yes, you want to score more than three runs when you get 13 hits. I I think in the short term, it's a win, man, and it was a hard-earned win and a yeah. tough place to play, and there's nothing but smiles inside that clubhouse. And I also think long-term, if you're Brewers president of baseball operations, David Stearns, and you're less than a month away from the trade deadline, you're probably starting to pay attention to you know contenders, pretenders, phone calls, yeah. 
maybe adding a bat, maybe adding somebody to the outfield. Um, as Tyrone Taylor's situation is a, a little unclear, given the concussion protocols he's in, you're getting more mileage out of Jonathan Davis, I think, you, than you might have anticipated at the start of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Lorenzo Cain's no longer a part of this team. So uh, I do think long-term that addressing the offense is, is something that David Stearns and Matt Arnold will look to do. But I don't think anybody's apologizing over the win tonight. I'm glad we can talk about it as a win. Otherwise, this program's all about missed opportunities, right? Right, yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, here's the thing. Like, I've been on this show a lot, and I love this show. This is, this is, this is so much fun to do and so much fun to interact with fans. And I'm, I get in the same boat. Like, we talk a lot about the negatives of, of this ball club and the concerns about this ball club. They're 10 games over 500 and have a three-game lead in the Central. So that's pretty impressive considering all the injuries, considering all the missed opportunities, right? So I think at the end of the day, this team will improve. Let's remember who is managing this ball club. It's Craig Council. He does just a phenomenal job of getting these guys all to play to their ceilings, so to speak, right, to get to these guys that continue to gel together. And that's that matters in baseball. Like you think that it's only – like college basketball or, or or football or something like that, or in the NBA where there's that team aspect where everyone comes together as the season goes on. This happens in baseball too. It can go one of two ways, either or negative or not so negative, and, and, and really drive towards that positive. And that's what Craig Council gets these guys to do. I think that will happen as we continue. All right, Vinny, get some rest tonight. Enjoy the Bay Area. Get a little run in tomorrow. I don't know. Yeah. Get some rice aroni, whatever they do out in San Francisco, and we'll talk again tomorrow night. Sounds good. Thanks. Thanks, Greg. You bet. Take care. Bally Sports Wisconsin's Vinny Rotino joining us on the program. We'll cruise through the highlights coming up on the other side as we wrap up Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ. Ready for this? Get up! This? Get up! And this? Get out of here! Time for tonight's highlights. Here's Greg Matzik. Yeah, I got to speed through this tonight. It was a great game at Oracle Park in San Francisco with the Brewers prevailing 3-2. Brewers stranding runners. That was the early going story of this game. Bases loaded, nobody out. Three strikeouts in a row foil the Brewers' run scoring opportunity. Meanwhile, the Giants were able to play to run. That played a couple of runs on the benefit of just one hit off of Corbin Burns in their half of the third inning. Let's fast forward, shall we? Not exciting, but productive. Andrew McCutcheon got the Brewers on the board. The pitch, high fly ball to right center field. Coming over from right field is Gonzalez to make the catch. Telez is going to tag from third. He's in there safely, tagging from second. And headed to third is Severino. Behind him is Davis into second. The Brewers have played it a run on a sack fly off the bat of Andrew McCutcheon. And it's a 2-1 Giants lead. And that came after Jonathan Davis's 13 pitch at bat that ultimately tra- chased Carlos Rodon. Very impressive at bat by the young outfielder. 11 singles for the Brewers tonight. A run-producing single by Willie Adamas is ultimately what tied this game at 2. The 0-1. Swing a line drive, base hit to left. Davis is going to be waved around third. He's going to try and score. The throw from Peterson is online. The tag not applied. Safe at home is Davis, and this game is tied. 
Now is in the sixth inning. Corbin Burns still on for the Brewers. He remained in the game into the eighth inning, and at that time he had only allowed two hits. See if they send Crawford. Three and two, nobody out the pitch. He starts and stops, and a swing and a miss. Burns strikes out Flores. That's ten strikeouts now for Corbin Burns, and he has the most double-digit strikeout games in franchise history. Hobie Milner would finish the inning, and he would inherit a couple of runners on base. He ultimately would get Austin Slater to ground into a fielder's choice for the second out. He then hit Thyro Estrada in the foot to load the bases, setting the stage for Darren Ruck. the catch. Fly ball, right field, backing up Renfro, still backwind, pushing, and he makes the catch on the warning track, and the inning is over. The Giants leave the bases loaded. Hunter Renfro with a Magellan-esque route for it, but he's able to make the catch. Milner would come out to begin the ninth inning and record one out before Craig Council made the call for Trevor Gott. Gott was firing fastballs from the get-go. Here comes Trevor Gott again. Struck him out swinging. Went back to old number one, 97-mile-an-hour fastball, and Yastrzemski could not lay off. Gott comes in, strikes out VR, and strikes out Yastrzemski. Two extra innings we would go. Christian Yelmich entered the game for Victor Caratini. He was the runner on second. Roddy Telez earned an eight-pitch walk. Colton Wong moved Telez and Yelich up 90 feet. And with two outs, Jonathan Davis stepped in. one-two pitch. Chopper up the third baseline. This is going to be enough. Yelich will score. Davis with an infield single. And the Brewers take a 3-2 to two lead. And they would go on to win by that final score. Devin Williams striking out a pair to earn his sixth save. 3-2 the final. Game 2 of the series tomorrow night. We're back with Brewers extra innings following the game. Late night baseball once again for your Milwaukee Brewers. Thank you for being a part of our program. This has been Brewers Extra Innings on WTMJ.